It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 42. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, the Valentine's Day event has been announced. The fan kit gets an update. Discord recognizes the Final Fantasy XIV community. We'll help give our thoughts and impressions on Live Letter 27 and the Patch 3.2 Preview Part 2. There is a developer's blog also. And But first, we're going to introduce, we have a special guest with us this week. We have Zante, who's a member of our free company and a longtime Final Fantasy XIV player. Welcome, Hello. Zante. Hello, Zante. He's our airship captain, by the way. He's our airship captain. <laughs> we would not have airships without him. I try anyway. All right, before we do all that, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? We're going to start with the guest. Zante, you can go first. Well, as honorary airship captain, I have been trying to get our ships a little bit more prepared for the next patch, hauling in materia, so I've been sending them out a bit. And other than that, you know, just trying to keep myself busy, been uh, trying to keep my CAC pot active every day, gathering that MGP for those dances and whatnot, and slowly but surely leveling my Black Mage and trying to finish off the rest of my crafters, but not a whole lot in terms of content. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> we and we need that materia, man. Big changes are coming. Uh, myself this week, I did some pony farming, which has been like the theme lately. All the party finders are full of them. Link shells are asking for them. Uh, that apparently is the thing to do right now. I did also finish farming crystals. All the fates, man. And I ran the ten dungeons, so now I have uh, the, the white mage cane. So that's cool, I guess. Uh, I might level a war up next. Part of that is because of the uh, live letter and uh, start a weapon for that one, too. So I didn't really play as much as I thought I did, I guess. I don't know. But it was a good time. How about you, Ruby? Um, It was a pretty decent week. I didn't play a whole lot. I'm I'm sick. I, I, I need sympathy. I have a cold right now. And... <laughs> Please, please give me all your good thoughts and vibes. No, who cares? I, it's a freaking head cold. I don't need your sympathy. Um, <laughs> inside, That's why you sound shitty today, though. Inside so. joke, but it is why I sound shitty today. So I really didn't play a whole hell of a lot this week. I, You know, I signed up for a Ramu party for last night, a pony farm. I didn't join in. I felt like total ass last night, so... Wasn't happening, but um, the little bit of time that I did play, um, did a little more fishing. I think I worked just just some blue scripts and um, sent the airships out again because I'm really I'm really looking forward to the materia changes and I want to be prepared for materia changes. So just trying to get ready for those changes up ahead. I watched um, bits of the live letter after um, it came out. I didn't wake up early enough. I was in you know like a sleep coma, so I did I slept totally through the the live letter, but. Um, when I got up, I watched it and now I know I need to start working on my tank so I can mentor some peoples. So I've got plans in, in mind and things I want to work on between now and that release date. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at right now. And, uh, I'm just ready to talk about these patch notes. <laughs> this, this was, this was such a good live letter. I, I'm ready to delve right in. All right. Uh, but you listeners, you can shoot the shit with us on our website. Go to gtffxiv.com. Our first round is the news. We have a Valentine's Day event that's coming up. It's 
probably similar to the ones for the last few years. It starts on February 2nd and runs through February 15th, it looks like. And it's, uh, what is love? What is love? <laughs> what is love? I uh, got the song in my head now. Exactly. Don't I'm, hurt me. I'm shaking my head no and everything. Um, looks like it starts in Limsa. And the uh, rewards are, there's a couple of caps and the earrings are kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Hats Those are, are some interesting nice. looking hats. I'm not sure what I think about the hats. That little flare on the side reminds me of there's some caster and healing headpieces that are just a crown with that little flare on the side. And it kind of reminds me of um, some of the other hats we have in game with that little bit of flare. Hey guys, are they diable? It's diable. Like, it is diable sure. right now. Surely. Sure well, is. But, but half the time they don't make those things diable. So. I think they've learned their lesson on that. Yeah. Have they been beaten into submission? Except for, enough? you know, not make it, not letting us make yellow or brown snowmen. I think for the most part they let us die stuff. That bed is even diable. How about that bed? Valentine's Day indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get you a bed set. <laughs> oh, man, it's cute. It is kind of cute. I kind of like the broken, hair, broken heart chair. There's two pieces. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of adorable. It's, it's not bad. Watch that be the chocolate trading thing. If you're single, you can <laughs> get half the heart. That's right. Oh, man, what was it? The white chocolates and the dark chocolates or something? I still have something like a stack like of each. I don't remember how I got them even. Uh, they did uh, update the fan kit. What did they add? The Ishtola stuff from Obsidia? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty neat. I am pretty excited about this. I uh, recently had the opportunity to actually try out this Dissidia game. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Zante's over there <laughs> in, in beautiful Nippon. You know, feet on the ground, checking things out for you guys. Um, and I have to say, A, Yashtola plays beautifully. She's got all of the moves you would expect her to. And uh, it's overall, it's a really fun game, actually. Well, give us some insight. What is it, I mean, she's using, like, what, Ruin and Bio and kind of stuff like... So she's kind of got a mix of things. The The gist of it, basically, is that you have you have your knockback spells, kind of, as a, as a mage character in that game. And you have your, like, follow-up attack spells. So she's got a lot of arrows, arrow twos and stuff. She's got Flua Aura as her knockback, and she's got Holy as her big come in, kind of like finish you up and knock you down kind of move. Mm. And uh, yeah, I got a chance to play her, and I also played uh, Shantoto from Final Fantasy XI, who is more of a boss than I even thought she would be. Like all of her moves, just her basic, basic moves are ancient magic. So she just wrecks everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As it should be. I really Pretty hope they port this to um, PS4 in a yeah, year's time. Yeah, I really, I really want to see this on PS4. It seems to be doing really well over here in the arcades. There's like a big arcade market, obviously, in Japan. Um, and it's it's pulling in a lot of money, but, um, you know, it'd be great to see that go to a wider audience. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Final Fantasy was announced in uh, this blog post, What's Going Down in Discord Town. They talk about uh, how last year they wanted to modernize communication for gamers. And uh, they mentioned very specifically that they uh, shared Discord with the Final Fantasy XIV community. And it it started spreading. (laughs) Everyone's got it now. I've been in Discord. Oh, yeah. So uh, I thought it was cool that they were mentioned that the Final Fantasy XIV was mentioned. You know, I like Discord. I I think... 
I, I don't use it a whole heck of a lot. The times I did use it, it worked out well for me. I know a lot of people are using it. And I know we at one time uh, have paid for things. And, you know, when you pay for something and you have multiple people pay for it, there can be disagreements, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not immune. So um, a nice uh, application like Discord, which I believe is free. My understanding is this is a free application. Um, and you can you can talk with your friends, and it's been successful within the Final Fantasy XIV community. Um, Sin and I watch uh, Lyric. He's a he's a big Twitch streamer, and uh, he got a shout out in this as well. And uh, it's kind of neat to see how Discord has spread amongst different gaming communities and has been well received. When it kind of mixes the whole, yes, it's a voice app for chatting, but it also has like a, uh, a just a texting chatting app component too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Liner, Liner, what are those other ones? I don't know. You can create like chat rooms. I think I created a Nofika's Bosom one, but I didn't use it yet. Uh, I I had trouble with it the first time I used it, but I've heard good things since then. So I may have to go back and give it another try. It's being free especially it'd be nice to have you know another way to keep in touch with other especially final fantasy 14 players i i actually uh have a discord server that i use for another free company uh on one of my other characters and it's worked really well for us the one system feature that i'd really like to see that as of right now maybe this will date because they're always pushing out new updates is uh the ability to put on like a priority speaker would be yep. really helpful for rating. But aside from that, it has like every feature you would expect from a major uh, VOIP. And it's it's more user-friendly, really. Like it's It's got better aesthetic design, better layout, and just really clear and concise. Very cool. All right, then we have our biggest story, the one we've been waiting with bated breath for, the letter from the producer live part 27. So this is patch 3.2 part 2. And uh, one of the big things is they gave us the patch name and date. The Gears of Change is the name of it. And it will arrive on February 23rd. hey yo! Yay! Yay! I think so that's just less than a month away. Pretty expected. Um, well, we've got this thing on February 14th, which is this um, eSports extravaganza with the, the new Wolves Den, or the Feast as it's called. And um, I think it, most people figured the patch would fall soon after that. I think the Tuesday right after that was considered a little too soon. So the 23rd fits right in. All right. Did, did anybody watch this live? I started to because it wasn't so late for me. Uh, <laughs> and it lost my attention to dinner. So <laughs> Not live. I did watch it in entirety <laughs> after I woke up, though. I watched it on fast forward, but I was reading the translation by Marco at the same time. <laughs> so, which worked out really, really well. Uh, there is a Q&A thread on the official forums. I urge everyone to go check it out. And you can actually see the official, official translations of what was said in the Q&A. But uh, uh, we're, we're going to go down with uh, Marco's translation. So we're going to kind of start at the top. And, of course, the first thing we know is the not-parser. The not-parser. <laughs> I love yeah. that our, our not-parser is some actual not-content now. <laughs> some not-parser. So they, they did start off with the dummy, the training dummy trial footage with Yoshi P's Black Mage. You, you have, like, three minutes to do it. 
And uh, he, he, even though he messes up his rotation, he defeats it in time. This could be useful, I guess. You know, you could say, okay, it's it. Well, it sounds like there's going to be a training dummy to defeat for every like major piece of you know progressive content or something. Is that how you guys read it? Yeah, that's just, that's how I looked at it. So if if you want to join a whatever party, you can say, yep, I beat I beat the training dummy for that party. Like, I don't know if you get a, a medal or something that people can check you, you know, or you just have to declare, like, I'm I'm C-worthy for <laughs> for Alexander Gordius or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you can't check it, people will just lie. Like, people who are, like, they they set up a clear set up a clear party when they're really still learning that kind of bullshit. Well, you can't, you can't check not parsing now. So people are already <laughs> like, if they were to do that, they would be lying. Right. If they were like, Oh yeah, I can, I can totally clear the DPS on this. If you've built this into the game, I would hope, you know, cause clearly they've put a lot of resources into this. They actually made an instance and an instance zone and everything for this. I would hope that you actually went the extra step and made it so that somebody could actually check and see, oh, yeah, you have oh, cleared yeah. that. You have You've got the achievement or something. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. And this mostly is going to help damage dealers. There was something in there about um, healers, too, though. Yeah, they, I think in the Q&A part, it says something like, Yoshida said that people kind of will expect healers to DPS, so they allow healers to go into this content. I guess they can use it, but there's not like a healing dummy set up yet. I guess the healers can DPS train on this if they want to, but um, there's not really yeah. a healer one implemented. Yeah, yet. It, it just says the healers can challenge it too, whatever that yeah. means. Now, what I'm wondering about that is, does that mean that healers... Will because these are all spec'd obviously to like as a tank you should be dealing this much damage as a DPS you should be dealing this much damage obviously a healer can't deal enough damage to participate fully as a DPS so I'm wondering if they have it spec'd or uh -huh. if it's just like oh you queued into the DPS thing and you can try it out if you want but it's not going to really help you as much it'd be nice if it was the former I think it'll be the latter yeah I kind of think so too the other thing they showed off was the display of the recast times that looks interesting <laughs> it's it's way more obvious that something's recharging yeah did you guys see that yeah all right and uh let's see the tank damage calculations are changing they're going to use vit it looks like for the physical attack strength strength will be taken down as far as how much attack strength it gives you and VIT's going to be increased, so it sounds like they're basically streamlining tank stats. Yes, and this yeah. is huge. This, this, is, this is a massive point that was discussed in this live letter, and I, I feel like we're going we're gonna to rest our laurels, uh, not rest our laurels, we're going we're gonna to hang out here for, for quite a minute. And <clears throat> with this change, this goes a few ways, and I, and I look at this as a, as a good and a bad thing at the same time. It's a bad thing for those who saw that Vit and Strength was an opening in, in Final Fantasy XIV for classes to start to have more variety within their role. Meaning, the tanks could choose to use Vit accessories and be more, um, you know, meat, meat shieldy, or they could choose to go Strength 
and uh, be more DPS-y. However, that was not the original intention. And with this change, Yoshida squashes that completely. It also squashes the idea of other classes that saw, wow, this may be a change to our classes where we've had these ideas of skill trees or um, other varieties within the classes. I think this, this mistake, if you will, with, uh, with strength accessories on tanks um, is pointed out as a mistake by Yoshida and is, is changed to his philosophy. Uh, and this is the good part, I, I think, is that Yoshida's not lying. He has set out this philosophy of uh, the classes are going to be uh, cookie cutter. Very, very straightforward, very streamlined. That's right. And with with this with this announcement, they've pretty much stripped of us, stripped of us, stripped us of any hope to play with any of our ability or our you know uh, stats. Your role is your role is your role, and yeah. that's that's yeah. where it lies. In now, whether that changes in upcoming expansions, I don't think it's going to happen in the three point x. Uh, 3.x storyline or anything i think it'd be 4.0 or beyond that you're seeing any kind of variety with uh, classes if they even choose to do that which yoshida saying is not happening at this time so that that dream is dead you can put that to rest what it does do though is it puts all the tanks back on the even playing field tanks don't have to worry about trying to get strength gear they know that they're going for bit and Good tanks will be good tanks, and bad tanks will be bad tanks. Healers will still have that, will have a larger vitality buffer they can work with on those tanks. So if you're already clearing content, you'll super clear content when they make this change. Um, uh, it's going to be good for parties that already have good tanks. Um, you know, if you're, a, if you're a warrior that was messing with strength and you think this is a bad thing, well, you're not going to be any worse off. You're still going to be doing good DPS. You'll just be doing it with VIT accessories. That's the other drawback. If you bought strength, you're going to have to buy VIT. Those that bought VIT can keep it. Um, yeah, you're just losing what this pseudo variety, which wasn't, let's be honest, it wasn't variety at all. Because at the end of the day, if you had the HP to do the encounter, you might as well have extra... Uh, uh, equipped strength accessories anyway, and uh, just had the added DPS for your group, for the betterment of the group. So this this really, there, there wasn't a choice, and this takes away that, that pseudo-choice there it was, puts all the tanks on the same playing field, and now we know if you're, if you're a good tank, you'll be doing great. If you're still bad after this, you'll still be bad, but you can't blame the accessories. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope that this... Uh quiet some of the oh my the white mages who are like oh my god i couldn't heal you because you had strength accessories well, and, and it like, fixes, but i have eleven thousand. this HP might fix anyway. the astrologian issues too where we say that you know astrologians aren't pumping out the the heels for stuff i know some astrologians are rolling their eyes right now but some will we talked about a little bit last week about the gear crutch like the mindset going into some stuff where you might have a crutch based on the gear even though the gear is not really the issue we can once and for all say after this, the gear is not the issue unless you're under eye level geared. It's not going to be the strength of it problem that you can you can have a crutch with in this. If you're bad, you're just bad. Now that sucks that the, the accessories or, or the, the stats themselves don't add to variety. What's the point? I think we talked a little bit just before we started. Like what was the point of stats if that's the case? Because every, every class has their own stat. But it, it takes out the variable 
if you're bad, you're bad. If you're good, you're good. Yeah, I'm not necessarily against this change. I think this one actually had to happen. Uh, your main... Well, it wasn't fair. Tanks had their main stat, and then they... But they stacked some other stat because it w- could work better. The rest of us are like, that's not how our jobs work. Main stats Black- should not be the problem. Sh- yeah. You know, and now now we can work with secondary stats, which secondary stats still have some issues for tanks for <laughs> yeah. sure. Zante, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was I was just to say like in addition to all of that, you know, this is really the best outcome we could have had for the scenario because we had on the one hand people complaining about how you know how am I supposed to heal this? They've got such low vitality, and you've got other people saying I don't need this. I should be dealing more damage. Well, now you get both. Essentially, this is a buff directly to tanks. They will have higher damage output and higher HP as a result. Oh yeah, tanks who refused to go the strength stacking way and kept their vid accessories, they're they're going to be happy. They're dancing in the streets. They're Absolutely. like, "See, I'm using the skill that the game game told me is my main or, you know, stat, but the game told me is my main stat." So I I I think that's actually pretty awesome. Also, hopefully awesome are these job adjustments. Uh, they mentioned Paladin job adjustments specifically. There's going to be some sort of changes to their oaths. It's not finished yet, uh, but the changes will be present in the patch notes. If you go to the Q&A, there's some other talk. There's quite, they're making changes to Paladin. I think they see that Paladin is weak, and they're going to be doing some adjustments to fix that hopefully bringing them up in the same level as Dark Knights and Warriors. Because, you know, honestly, everybody's like, Warrior, go home. Well, there's an issue with the oaths. And I was looking at a flow chart for Paladins, and one flow chart says, you can swap your oaths, but here's the situation that it doesn't do you any good to go into sword. You might as well just drop the uh, shield oath stay in no oath for a period of time and then bring your shield oath back up. So there's something to do with the timing and the cooldown or the GCD makes it difficult to go back and forth between sword and shield and it to be a a viable DPS output unless you have like so many global cool and it's a lot. It's like eight, six or eight global cooldowns for it to be viable to switch into sword oath. I'm not a tank. I can't tell you exactly. The tanks, I think, know what I'm talking about when I say this. So this may be the change that either drops that global cooldown or makes it easier for them to switch back and forth between shield and sword without a penalty. I I personally would like to see an actual buff to Sword Oath. I feel like Shield Oath is okay. Um, but I've always felt like shield, uh, Sword Oath is a bit underwhelming because it just it duplicates your auto attack, which is just... Yeah, that's that's damage, and yes, it's it's strong. But at the same time, like auto attacks are so worthless in this game. It's kind of like meh, whatever, right? Yeah, it, I would like to see, and this might just be like a mentality kind of thing. I would prefer to see it as damage applied into regular attacks than a duplication of an auto attack. Cause it's essentially double attack right now on auto attacks. But yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it could definitely use a leg up. And another thing that they mentioned as well is that. In addition to the vitality adjustments we're having, they're also going to be looking at, quote, the defensive traits for tanks. And so hopefully, you know, that might also play into fixing parry as being a completely worthless side stat. Almost every tank will tell you that. Um, And, you know, you've got determination as a major stat as well. 
we might maybe even see determination on tanks playing a different role than what we see on DPS. There'd be neat if it played into stuff defensively. Well, I think the 3.0 series, 3.x series, has a fair shot now of getting the materia system the way it needs to be, fix the secondary stats, fix the melding issues. Um, if they get materia where it needs to be, then it could open the door for things we've talked about, like enchantments, other abilities, the set bonuses. Materia has to be corrected. These are all good steps that I think can make Materia uh, a very cool system going forward in this game. Well, and we know they work in baby steps, right? Anything they do, even the day the patch notes come out, there are going to be people who read it and they're like, this is too little, too late. And it's like, yes, but they work in freaking baby steps. And honestly, I'm kind of okay with that, but, you know... Just because they these adjustments they make in 3.2 are not ever going to be the final adjustment. Well, think so. of listen to all the suggestions. Even we've just had, but a lot of things the community has said. You go to Reddit, you listen to other podcasts, other blogs, and the suggestions that were given about the classes and things we can do to fix the game and all that. And essentially, now it's yet to be seen. But Yoshida rolls back one thing, he changes vitality, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay." So it's almost like instead of taking a bunch of extra steps to be like, okay, so here's what we're going to do now to make this thing work. No, no, no. We're just going to make Vitality this. With one step, we've kind of put everybody on the same playing field. We didn't have to do a bunch of different little things to make it work. And I'm, I'm appreciative of the small baby step, even if that baby step means we take a baby step backwards to get everything fixed the way we want it so we can go forward in in a constructive manner. Well, you've got to remember, we're only seeing the baby steps that they have decided upon to ship out. We don't know about the 120 hours worth of testing for other adjustments they tried to do that was like, nope. So you got to keep that in mind, too. They don't want to break anything. What What they really don't want to do is, like, make Paladin OP for three patches and Fuck the other two tanks. Well, you say that, but not only did they do that once before, they've essentially oh, done no. it on Warrior now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, that's exactly, but that's why I'm kind of appreciate. I'm hoping the baby steps mean making the right change. Oh yeah, how shitty would it be to be like, okay, well this, this uh, series of Alexander, the Dark Knight is the great tank, and the other two are shitty, and then the next one, the Paladin is the good one, and... We don't need a revolving door of who's the well, good tank. It's that whole flavor of the month thing that happens in many MMOs. All of a sudden, you know, they'll make some change and this tank is the flavor of the month or that DPS is the flavor of the month or Astrologian can't do anything, you know? <laughs> sure. If they yeah. let that swing too wild one direction, though, you're going to have a problem. There's going to be crabby. That's yeah. why he's. That's yeah, why he does what he does. All right, they are going to also make some adjustments to Astrologian uh, and their means of drawing cards, and they're going to change the enemy generation. The drawing cards thing was that whole shuffle thing where you draw the same card. Yeah. Yes. They're not going to let so that happen. I'm so excited about this. I've had that At first, I'm like, oh, Astrologian, shut up. But now that I'm leveling one, I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. It does suck. It sucks. They plan on changing the name, I think, what the Q&A notes say, um, and changing the feature, because yep. I guess it's not really shuffle if you can't shuffle it back maybe it's burn it to pieces redraw <laughs> i don't know tear up the boil tear, 
yeah. I'm I'm really excited about this. I think I've done more healing on my astrologian than I have on my scholar in 3.0. Um, and I I remember I, if I recall, Yoshi had this request come up, and I think he mentioned this in an interview, and he was like, "Oh, guys, I don't know. That might be overpowered, and I don't know how the the uh, the server's gonna handle like trying to separate this card from that card." Yep. Blah blah blah. And and here it is, you know, like like as happens. Um, but I think this is a really no-brainer adjustment. It makes complete sense, like even in a lot of card games, when you go to redraw or shuffle, like think Scrabble, for example, the, the word game, right? You don't put your letters back in and then draw. You draw and then put your letters back well, in. Well, you heard his excuse. He said there's two decks of each card, and that's why you can pick the card a second time. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> in here to re- rewrite some uh... lore if we need to. <laughs> Well, even if it makes Astrologians a tiny bit, a little bit more OP in redrawing one fucking card, then so be it, because it's it's irritating. It's annoying that you can't use the abilities that you want to use, like the, the fact that the whole thing is random and you could get screwed. I mean, the reason they didn't put a bad card in there, remember we were told there could be a bad card and there then there wasn't? Be. Um, because yeah. we want it to be nice and lovely and all that. Well, Shuffle's not really all that nice and lovely, so they they caught wind. Yeah. You know what kind of impressed me when I first was reading this whole section and the and then and the notes and the Q and A? I'm like, see, all this stuff that I keep getting told, no, it's fine. They're adjusting. So they do listen to us and they do try to adjust to make things right. Just takes two patches yeah. to do it. Well, and it's just a little frustrating to continuously hear that, no, no, it's fine. No, no, you guys don't know how to play. And then just come back and be like, well, yeah, we're changing it all. No, absolutely. Yep. yep. They are also making some adjustments to Machinist. Uh, they have trouble sustaining DPS. I did see, on the it's not on here, but on the Q&A, something also for bards for their wanderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wanderers uh, pay on. That's going to get some adjustments, too. That's good. I... I don't play a bard, so I can't really talk about it, but it sounds like it's the worst thing ever. And uh, hopefully they'll get some adjustments that make them feel bardly again. Because I, I keep hearing that they turned bard into a mage. It's the whole so. rooting thing. They don't so, like yeah. so with Wanderer's Pam, that is the one that makes them the mage, right? I'm not I think so. I think it's Wanderer's. So Peon or what Peon? I found I don't was know. very... Interesting about that. I mean, is it me? Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's just that wonder if, like, they mentioned the bard adjustment, right? And they don't mention the corresponding machinist one. Is that that is the right? No. One, right? Okay. Okay. So what what it actually says is in regards to machinist, it's behind in DPS, so they're making adjustments. We'll also be making adjustments to bards, the wander wardens pan. Yeah, Wanderer's Minuet is the root. I had the wrong one, yeah. Oh, so I think that's a typo then in our, uh, <laughs> our Q&A, because the Q&A says, quote, The, wa- the, oh, the Warden's Pan. The Warden's okay. Pan. Which is a different song. So is anyway. That, oh, that's that's the defensive one, okay. Yeah, that'll be nice. Well, oh, that one actually. creates a barrier on a targeted yeah. party member. No. That's, it's, uh. it's really interesting. It basically blocks the next debuff. Um, but I, I've heard a lot of bards say, like, oh. I don't need a spot to use this. Yeah, okay, so this one, I have had people tell me if they know a bard that actually knows what the hell this, this song <laughs> does, they love it because it blocks yeah. the next 
uh, debuff, um, but most bards either don't know or are uncomfortable with using it, or a lot of bards. I'm not going to say most bards, but I don't really have a lot of bards that are I see using this or have told me much about it. I feel yeah. a little ignorant not even knowing what it is, but then again, this is something like I never hear bards talk about. Well, I think one thing this comes back to the whole am I a support job, am I a DPS, I'd be willing to bet that you know most debuffs you get in a fight, and I'm sure there's a couple of fights we could think of where this is not the case, but most debuffs you can kind of shrug off. You're like, okay, I got poisoned, so what? But in a couple of fights, maybe back in the day, like you were looking at ADS, where you're getting paralyzed and that's game over, this would have probably been really good. But it requires you to know the fight, and it also requires you to stop DPSing for two and a half seconds. You miss a rotation of, of DPS. And I think a lot of bards are just saying, you know what, fuck it. Like, the healers can take it off. I'm just going to keep DPSing, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Uh... So we once again, with, with the range DPS, we still have an ambiguity of what is my role. Because if the pure role says I'm a DPS, but then there's a sub-role because you're either a melee DPS, a caster, or a range DPS. Range DPS also really means support four-fifths DPS, sort of, depending on how you look at the, at the thing. And I think it's the ambiguity of the role that people go, well, I'm, I'm not going to use this ability because I, I'd rather do more damage. Well, and then there's the fact that, like, in most encounters, you never need it. It doesn't really create any, any meaningful gains by using it, but what always creates meaningful gains is how fast you're dealing damage. Right. So, so somehow they have to make this work into that where it's either doing damage when you use it or it's easy to weave into it so you're not stopping doing damage when you use this ability. Now there's a solution right there because if it's dealing damage, people are working that into your rotation. Hell it doesn't yeah. matter if it's meant to silence, stun, whatever. If it deals damage, it's going in the rotation. So that could be a good solution. Show us Yoshida. Show us what you can do. <laughs> Show us. All right. Um, they're also changing limit break adjust. Uh, uh, the rate at which it fills is going to change. I have no idea if that's faster or slower. I think it's We're supposed all... to go faster. Faster? Yeah. Got to go fast. We're getting Nath Beast Tribe dailies. Uh, they're similar to the Vanu Vanu. You can do that whole whatever job you pick it up on. That's what you're going to get the... Uh, that levels worth of exp or something so there's it's a quest sync um you're gonna it's gonna increase the experience rewards from daily quests the the mount did you guys see the mount it is this really bizarre looking bug dragon looking bug it's thing. got like it's got a muzzle it like, well it's it's it looks like it's got like shells on it i don't know what the fuck is going on oh with the it. weird shell underneath it yeah i don't i don't understand um but yeah it's uh it's not it's not adorable, but nope. I need it. <laughs> I heard a lot of people <laughs> speculating that was going to be the uh, Final Fantasy XI Beetle model, because that was uh, mined up in some previous patch data. And I think we have yet to see that as an actual mob. Uh, yeah, but, the, the beetle that had the foot wrong for most of the years. Yeah, yeah. Finally fixed. Yeah, sad day. But maybe we'll see that pop up in some of these quests. That'd be cool. Uh, they did also show us off the flying turtle. I I, I love my admin oh. toys, and I want it to fly. So this I, I face palm at this really hard. You did because mm-hmm. I did at the same time. I was chuckling in my face palm because it's funny as fuck. <laughs> it looks <laughs> it funny really as is. shit. 
And the crowd was was laughing at this. They had a live audience at the live letter, and they they were laughing pretty hard at it. But guys, my immersion. <laughs> Fuck your immersion. My immersion was fucked years ago, man. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually thought it looked kind of goofy, but whatever. I, I hear that like a lot of... I think Yoshida said that most all mounts he wants to fly eventually, right? That's kind of the game plan, is he wants everything in the sky. Mm, okay. And I think that makes a bit of sense. Like the Adamantoids, you know, that's... That's a good chunk of MGP. I'd like to see that fly. And the one I think that they said is coming next that I think honestly probably should have been a different order uh, is that Fenrir will fly. And I mean, for a million GP- MGP, it better damn fly. Like, <laughs> That's right. You better fly like so, an eagle. Yeah, you know, if I had, if I had spent that much on it, you, you better believe I want to be able to use that. It'll just be interesting to see how they throw that wolf up into the air. I don't know. I kind of hope it just like leaps from moonbeams or something. I don't know. I hope it looks cool. <laughs> Majestic moonbeams. Majestic fucking moonbeams. All right. This next section, I can't talk about a whole lot because I don't do a lot of PvP, but this actually might get me into it. The feast, guys, the feast, PvP. I'm hungry. You're hungry for it? Yes, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, I think it's going to be really good to return to the Wolves Den. I've done a lot of PvP, and uh, it's it's been a bit of a drag. I mean, I remember, what was it, a year ago, two years ago, we used to do PvP nights, right? The free company and Link yeah. Shells and stuff. And we'd go into the Wolves' Den, and, you know, and I've actually wanted to bring that back. The problem is they don't have anything in the Wolves' Den for level 60. Everyone wants to play around with their new abilities. So it'll be really nice. So that that is the first rule, is that this will be set to item level, or physical level 60, which is a huge plus. All right. Um, what I, I have one question that I could not find an answer to quickly. Uh, is this still restricted by Grand Company? This one will not be restricted by Grand Company. Thank God. The Wolves Den has never been restricted by Grand Company. So this will have two teams. Um, I think it's the Fangs and the Claws, if I'm remembering oh, correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you... Yeah, and it looks like we have a, diff- a lot of different party compositions. We have 4v4, and we have 8v8, which will be another really nice point. Um, it, it's been a little restrictive to just go in with four people. It'd be nice to go in with eight. And I think they want us to start off with the eights. They suggested that the this is the mode that you want to go in, have fun, because it, there's no win-loss rating, which is also a right. huge deal with this, is because we have this rating system that does the matchmaking, and we're going to have seasons with the feast so it's going to be like competitive pvp that has actual seasons rankings um but to try out the 8v8 and you can do the solo and the 4v4 light party uh, unranked but the real deal is being able to get your rankings as solo as or as a light party and that's going to be a really interesting thing to to see teams build together and fight together as a unit and uh, try to go up these ranking boards. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. So I will briefly cover what this what this mode is and how it's different from the other ones, um, and then maybe we can go back and talk about our impressions a little bit. So the main the core concept here is that rather than previous Wolves in where it was just a cage match, it was a death match. You went in and the last team standing was the winner. This one is about knocking out your team 
and you steal points for them based on kills you get. So every member goes in with 100 points. And when you defeat somebody, say you get, the first time you defeat them, you get 25 points off them, and they respawn. So that's the key difference right there, is you're not dead on the floor for the rest of the match. And every time that person goes down, they lose a little bit of medals. But Yoshi says, don't worry, if you feel like you're going to get killed over and over and over again, because the more you get killed, the less medals you start to drop. So it doesn't benefit the opponent to just focus on one player. You need to try to take everyone down on the opposing team. Um, and then there will be several different changes that will try to mix it up a little bit, just in case, you know, kind of throw in that element of maybe a comeback or something. So you've got your adrenaline rush, right? Instead of sharing a limit break, everyone's going to have their own individual limit breaks. Um, there's a supply box in which you get Additional supplies, such as increased attack, increased defense, heals, or increased adrenaline rush. Um, and these will be available from the beginning of the match. And there will also be some that pop in a little bit later on in the match. And then after that, we have um, a debuff effect that comes in called culling time. So if somebody hasn't been defeated, um, if, if anybody on either team hasn't been defeated in a while, uh, they begin to accumulate a debuff. So, and this is a specific player. So if you if you stay alive for like, let's say 10 minutes or whatever, you start to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And uh, when somebody gets killed, then that debuff is removed. So this kind of encourages you to not just stand around. And if you guys are at a stalemate, like people start to get weaker. And then when somebody gets killed again, it moves on. So someone's always getting killed and those medals are going back and forth. And the last little tweak on it is a heavy metal so like depending on the amount of metals you hold a player will receive physical damage up debuff meaning you get weaker if you have if one player has like 500 points or whatever they're going to be a little bit more fragile and easier to take down so you want to try to spread those those points around everyone needs to get kills and it really seems to encourage everyone working together as a team and uh that's kind of the gist of it i like it i like a lot of stuff about this here here's what I think is wrong with a lot of the mini games and stuff in this uh, in this game in Final Fantasy XIV, things need to be faster, quicker, dumber. In a sense, not really dumber, but like where you can get into yeah. it, sink your teeth into it, pick it up quickly. I think that's what I mean by dumber. Where you can pick it up quickly, yet there is a strategy that you can turn the tables. And in this, I'm seeing. A lot of stuff that you can just get in there and kill. I, I think the part I like the most is if you die, you're just not dead in the water waiting for somebody to revive you. Mm -hmm. You get you spawn, you get back up, you get back to it. The strategy involved is, okay, if we take down somebody weaker and pick up their coins, who do we want to carry those coins? Because if somebody carries too many, there's a debuff. You you know, you get heavied or whatever. And you can't spread out, or, or you need to spread out how many medals. So that's where your strategy comes into play. And then you've got these these table turners, like picking up the packages or the culling time if there's a stalemate, which will keep variety in the action. I'm just liking a lot of what I'm hearing. They've put a lot of good stuff into this to make this sound fun. And I think this is the fix that the Wolves Den has been needing for a long time. I hate that it's taking so long to get to this, because now I'm going... Well, I guess they won't fix Diadem till the next patch, and I guess they won't fix something else until the following patch after that. But to have Wolves Den fixed up with these little things, 
it gives me hope for other stuff, and, and I'm actually pretty excited to try this out. It gives me hope, and it doesn't give me hope at the same time, because one thing I've begun to realize with the way this dev team operates is that they don't really like going back and fixing things so much as they like moving forward oh, yeah. and trying to get it right the next time. Right. So, like, for example, we still never really received the changes to the original Wolf's Den that were needed to make it work. Right. And even if that was as minimum as, hey, throw in another category with item level or physical level 60 in there. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do some 60 stuff. They, they didn't want to mess with that. They said, you know, you know what? Wolf's Den didn't work out as planned. We're moving on. We're trying Wolf's Den 2. We're going to try a new thing. And that's one way to do it, I suppose. But, you know, I kind of hope that they do go back and actually fix some things. But with the diadem, like, I don't think they're going to make sweeping changes. They mentioned they make, they're going to make a couple. And then they'll release um, the diadem 2 in the next patch. But right. They're just, <laughs> you know, they're more focused on, hey, we're going to get diadem 2 right next time. Right. We can't, can't look back. We've got to move forward. And that's that's one way to do it. But, yeah, as for this, um, the other thing that I'm really excited about is the season. And the idea that PvP rewards are getting released on a season, um, which I think will give it some real longevity. You know, you've got you've got different rewards coming out at different points, and it'll keep com- players coming back to this competition. And they they show off an example uh, of the upcoming gear set, which looks pretty neat. It's a nice little. It's kind of got a regal slash bit of a pirate slash freelancer mm-hmm. look to it, but you know it's. It's pretty cool looking, and that'll be, a, from what I understand, a limited reward that will happen between uh, season one, which is about three and a half months, and that's that's what's going to be going on for three point two five to three point three five, um, and then we'll get ideally a new set of rewards, and so I think that'll keep it a little bit more current, and I think the fact that so many more people have begun to play. The front lines, right? Wolf's Den didn't meet with a really warm reception, I think. And I think it's a lot of what Ruby was talking about as being dead in the water. You, you go in, you're dead before you know what happens, and you're not getting <laughs> back up. And maybe it took you 10 minutes to queue in, and now you're like, well... Yeah, and then you got to wait five minutes on the floor to try again. Yeah, to, to queue back up for another 10 minutes. So you just, you know, it's very discouraging and not very noob-friendly. Um, well, and they started the whole four by four thing and then they opened it up to bigger stuff and it's like, man, people might have like experimented if it was like I'm one of not only four people. Mm-hmm. That's one yeah. of the things that made it so because everything else in this game is made very, very easy to get into. But the initial like Wolf's Den was like, but I can flail wildly for a couple minutes, get my entire party killed, feel like a loser, log off, and never want to do that again. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so with the newer, the front lines, right, where you're part of a larger team, we had Frontline Secure, Slaughter, and now Frontline Seize, which is the uh, the one off on the island. Which is um, the most fun because it's fast-paced. And it's fast-paced, you're just it's going. got RNG, it's, it's a really good mode, I think, and... Uh, you know, there's say some people have a little bit of problems with the RNG. I have seen RNG completely fuck over teams in there, but I think it it adds enough. Variety I like it because really... it like makes it so like, oh, I can get lucky if me and my party run over here and get like, yay, we can get two of the thingies. Yeah, and yeah. and there is a bit of strategy to accounting for that RNG. So people who say, oh, you know, we get we get fucked over, like it can happen, but more or less, like if you know what you're doing, you plan ahead. Um, but and and you know coordination is still king in there. But I guess the point I was trying to make with that is that 
the front lines really popularized PvP. I think that there is a much, much larger player base because of front lines than there ever was for Wolf's Den. So hopefully, you know, people have gotten their taste for PvP and now they like PvP, they will come into this new one, which was not so popular the first time around, and really give it a second lease on life. I hope so. I like that they're <laughs> using the timeline again. It's been a little bit since we've seen one of those oh. old timeline graphs. I, yeah, is, I thought it? we were never going to see one of those again, honestly. <laughs> that and surveys. Where's the surveys? Ooh, oh, yeah. Where's the surveys? All right. Okay, so, so there's there's like some cool looking gear. I think we saw a little bit. Did we see like any of the PvP gear? I don't think they showed much they, other like than the this diamond image. ranking one outfit, right? Yeah, we've got the video yeah. that they may have shown some in there, but I, it's hard for me to tell what's what in that video. So we'll see. All right. Any more PvP notes we want to make? I hope it's good. <laughs> I do like doing PvP. When when Santa's like, let's go PvP, I'll go with and I have a good time, but it's not something I'm going to go do just on a whim. I might go work on I'm, my rank I'm a bit. Definitely looking forward to maybe getting free company PvP nights again because that was that was really fun. That was fun. Yeah, for sure. All right, then we get our standard two dungeons, one new dungeon, one hard mode dungeon. I'm so happy, guys. Okay, the anti-tower sounds fine. That's the brand new one. But I liked the Lossity of M Damper, and I love the fact we're getting a hard mode of it, guys. Yes. I'm really, yeah. So it's going to go deeper into the city than the normal mode. And they, they showed video of both. I, what What is it they were fighting in the anti-tower? Ulf and I were like, man, those look like mammoths. They do look like mammoths. Okay. It wasn't just yep. us. So I, I tried to not watch this this section because i really want to go in fresh to these dungeons i'm really looking forward to both of them and i want to get a, a group of three people on like release day and i just want to go in and like figure out mechanics i'll tell so you i much. didn't even look at any of it they don't show a whole lot they don't really show there's any no of the bosses <laughs> there's no there's no boss okay, spoilers i good. could tell um to be quite honest other than from these pictures i could hardly tell that those were mammoths um and otherwise no i'm not seeing now the of course, I'm going to talk about the music. I thought the music was freaking fantastic. The Anti Tower, I guess, I guess that's going to be in the hinterlands. Did they say? It looks like a Charlayan. They did mention that that it's Charlayan architecture, and it looks like uh, stuff that you would see out in the hinterlands. You can always tell by the music, and I think the music was a derivative of the hinterlands music. Oh, okay. Although I was hearing a little bit of churning mist in there too, so I'm not throwing that one completely out of the water. Of course, the Lost City is going to be an updated form of the Lost City music, and it's like a peppier piano theme to the uh, Lost City uh, M Dapper, and it sounds great. I'm super excited for both of these, but Zante, feel free to watch these because there's hardly any spoilers. I will say that I excuse me, read something on Reddit about um, the Anti-Tower. Oh, I guess you would have to plug your... your fingers in your ears for Zante, but some stuff from previous Final Fantasy is definitely uh, going to be in the anti-tower. It's, so. it's present, right? We'll leave yeah. it at that so Zante's not spoiled. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, that reminds me, I, I now that we have a date, I can go in on Monday and request some vacation because uh, I love taking patch day off. Of oh my course, God, I have wait. the week before off. Oh, of course you do. Mm -hmm. Of course you do. 
I love taking patch day off. You get up, you log in, you fail at the servers, they all crash. You go take a nap, you come back. And by the time you get there, get to certain points in the storyline, everyone already has told you how yeah, you have to no do bonus. it. No bonus. Yeah, no bonus. No but no, seriously though. Seriously, it's really fun. I I did there was one one time one patch day. I had the day off, Kariri had the day off, Missy Sis, uh Radiant had the day off. I miss them too. I, I think three or four of us had the day off and we went in and did everything fucking blind. And it was fantastic. I loved figuring the mechanics out. I loved not being spoilered in the story. I loved not trying to join a party finder that said no bonus. (laughs) If you can swing it, it's worth a try. However, I won't be getting to the raid that day. We are getting a new part of the raid. Alexander Midas? Midas? Midas. Midas. Must be Midas. The golden touch, baby. The golden touch. The golden touch, baby. Uh, they're implementing uh, both the normal and savage modes at the same time, so yay. The drop system will work the same in Midas normal mode as it did in Gordius normal, so it's the items per turn, and you can loot one a week, and someone will have to make a stick man out of the images so I remember what the fuck drops from what. <laughs> I love that stick man image. <laughs> I love that stick man uh, and the Savage mode is going to, the loot's going to work the same way as our current Alexander Savage. Uh, they did show video footage of the inside, and it, it seriously, there is there is a city in there. I, I saw it. It's huge. Yeah. And uh, there is a note that there are two Fausts at the entrance. <laughs> I can't stop giggling. Okay. I would look forward to this more if I was clearing Alexander Savage now, but uh, hopefully... Hopefully. I know Kitty Cult was going to run today, but not enough people showed up. So hopefully I'll get to go back and work on these savage was, modes of things. I was thinking about this. I was talking to Cinna and I was like, well, how would we kind of, if we were going to put something back together, and I guess we would just need to run some of this Midas normal. So you would get a group of people to run this Midas normal each week and see what we can get from there and build up the mm-hmm. gear. And it's going to be fun at least to get back into the normal mode. And do some new content because it'll be it'll be new. We'll still be learning the fight. You know, it may if it's like last time one and two were a cakewalk. <laughs> I didn't even watch a video. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't on. watch a video for any of them, and I cleared all of them the first. And by the day. time I got to four, it was a couple of audibles. Like stand in the corner, count to five, heal yourself, and you'll be fine. And so uh, I hope this has a little more challenge than that. But it's just nice to to start something new and. Um, have a have some new content to run through. No, I'm not sure. Did we read somewhere? Did they announce somewhere that they're going to make the normal mode? Well, I don't know about the normal mode, but that the savage mode would be more like the difficulty of like uh, between second and third coil. Sa- uh, second and third coil. Yes. Yeah. So that that'd be cool because honestly, my level of play, I cannot do savage apparently. <laughs> Well, you know, with the gear changes that are coming out, I I don't think they will ever put an Echo in Savage. Echo's not the place. Savage isn't the place for Echo. Savage is supposed to be Savage. That's my opinion. But I think with the gear changes, with the increased eye level, the gear changes for tanks, and hopefully with the ability to 
change our uh, secondary stats and maybe tweak our stats a bit going into it, I think we could go back in and do a, a much better job cleaning up some of the loose ends in Savage. Mind you, you have to find eight like-minded people to, to yeah. do the content. But I think the change is people can clear Savage now. I don't think they're going to tweak those mechanics much. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll fix that tether thing in A3S. But other than that, you know, I, I think the gear changes is all that's going to happen enough for us to be able to go back and clear Savage. It's just getting eight like-minded people together to uh, to want to clear it. Well, the thing about Echo as well is that, you know, Yoshi P said we're, we're separating this so we don't have to nerf it as much, right? That was one of the original goals, is they used to give Echo to, to Coil because people wanted to get through that for the storyline, and Yoshi P felt a little, I think, obligated to let people see that story, and he made it a little easier. And now he's like, okay, well, you've got story mode. You want to see what's going on there? Fine. You want the gear from Savage? You've got to earn that. But, you know, it's also obsolete at this point anyway, so. All right. And what will help us, hopefully, is these materia changes. Um, it sounds like much of the gear we have and are going to obtain is going to have many more or be slotted at all for melds. So, uh, you can only put main stat materia. That's your int, your vit, whatever. That will only be allowed in the non-forbidden slots. All of the things like spell speed and debt and whatever, those, those can be melded into... The forbidden slots, I think. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, they're going to be adding all sorts of melding slots. So, like, raid gear is even going to have it. And we're going to have way more availability of the grades three, or I'm sorry, four and five materia. So, it, well, if you read the letter from the producer, the official one, it sounds like it, we're going to be getting enough of the stuff and have ex accessibility to four and five materia that you're not going to have to basically bankrupt yourself. And that's what people were doing earlier, especially with the relic. They're like, I must have this max melded and they would spend millions and millions. It sounds like the availability of materia will be so that we will not have to break the bank. Right. And they say later in here that changes to the diadem they also are going to reduce the amount, I think, reduce the amount of tokens or whatever it takes to buy the uh, materia there. So they're like, don't blow your load yet trying to buy a bunch of materia. Wait after oh, till yeah. after 3.2 and then buy your materia because things will be a little bit easier for you. Yeah, I'm hanging on to a couple of stacks of those, uh, those whatever, the diadem... Yeah, I, I personally think fours are going to turn into the new throwaway. Yeah, you're going to spend, you know, uh, maybe 200K or something to get what you need, but it's not going to break the bank again. And I think fours will be sort of the throwaway materia that you can break them and not feel terribly bad when you have enough fives to put into your gear. Now, fives will be the one where you're like, oh shit, I broke a oh, five. Shit. But there's got to be an oh shit element because oh, if yeah. you're doing those, those fives, we're talking about min maxers here. So, yeah, you got to have the oh shit element. That's what makes the game fun. That's what makes it a gill sink and what gives mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. variety. I just hope that we don't have the double up of RNG, which is what killed me. You'd make some gear, you'd spirit bind the gear, you'd break it down. You could either get awesome material, you could get completely fucked. And then when trying to meld it, you could either get super lucky and it all melds properly or you break everything. So yeah. if, if they make the material easier to obtain... 
that might be a good thing. And then you, you're not going to be wasting your tier five int materia because you're only going to get them in the non-forbidden slots. That's right. So, so you know, hopefully this is going to find some form of balance. I know later on in the notes they talk about how there's going to be so many more crafting recipes too for all this, you know, high-end gear. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. But uh, all right, um, outside of the materia changes, orchestration, it's a new furnishing that can change the background music of our houses. And it is run off of sheet music. And you can get those from dungeons, primals, vendors. Uh, I think earlier they might have even talked about crafting. I don't remember. Uh, they did show a preview on the screen. Um, the music does c- come from the piece of furniture itself. So if you place this in the middle of your house, it's going to be loud in the middle of your house. If you place it off in a corner, it's going to be the sound's going to come from over there. Mm. So I, I'm actually really excited by this. That's the the neat. idea that they, they can put a sheet of music in all the old content, that means I'm going to go run that fucking content. And especially, and if they're like, tradable and able to be put up on the auction house that gives me like another thing to maybe like all right i got the shiva song i already have the shiva song in the house so i'm gonna sell this one yep i'm I'm very excited about that that collectability aspect i think that's a great incentive to go back and do older stuff especially those things with really good music Yep. Here we go again though um i hope this is dieable because this looks just as ugly as that Thing that we have in the basement to make the ethereal wheel. It's kind of cute design. I'll give it that. The harp and the little fiery wing things on the side. That's cute. But can I change the color, please, Yoshida? And I'm not so sure about like this menu either. The I, I think the menu's got the menu I'm glad reminds I'm not the me. The only one who saw that and went, "What is up with that menu?" The menu reminds me of the old PvP menus when we had Wolves Den, like where it's just a bunch of extra space on the sides. It doesn't look very compact, and everything's just raw data almost. It's it needs a little bit of tweak into that. Um, to I that think it's kind of going for this sheet element, uh, sheet music element to it. Like I think that's supposed to be aesthetic, but it. It really feels odd compared to all of the other menus we have, and mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's weird that they didn't just stick with the general menu format. Yeah, I, I, it just yeah. looks like something that was ripped out of either very early 2.0 or some 1.0 to 2.0 um, yeah. splash things. Here's some art concepts that we have. Just... Yeah, I don't, and it's you know, I guess you're trying to make like an extra little flair, but. Why do we need a special menu for this? Like, did you waste dev time making this menu? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do hope that there's a toggle, because right now, right, it's the uh, the where you place it influences like where the music's coming from. I hope there's a toggle where I can just be like, no, 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 this is just the background music to the zone. Yeah, that <laughs> would be nice as well. That'd be cool. Because like, I'm sure you could do some neat themed stuff where you make like maybe a room in your house and then you, you walk into that room and maybe you've themed it with like Ramu accessories well, for, and it plays Ramu music. For example, I, I attended that booty fashion show and what a neat thing to have this maybe hidden and they have runway music for the models mm-hmm. or something and it only appears down in that thing. But you might want to throw a, a party and you yeah. want for the whole house or something. Or maybe you're just really tired of that housing music, and you just <laughs> yes, yes. That might be a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the collections are individual, so some people may have music, others do not. So that's cool. 
And the new music from 3.2 will be there. So yay. All right, another thing I know at least a couple of us in here are looking forward to is the mentor system. Yeah, you go. Right? We want to mentor people. We mentor people now, honestly. We just don't get rewarded for it. Uh, this is a new system for to allow veterans to help and support beginners. You can become a member after doing certain achievements. So there's going to be mentors for all kinds of things. So combat, crafting, gathering, uh, it, it's all going to be there. So that's kind of cool. Um, the the mentor system for Disciple of War or Magic. I was kind of surprised by this. So to be a mentor for Disciples of War or Magic, you have to have one level 60 in each of the roles, that right? That took me so, back, yeah. I know, it took me back too. I'm like, I got to finish my tank up, me man. Too. Yeah. So you have to have a tanking 60, a magic 60, and I'm assuming, or I'm sorry, not a magic, <laughs> sorry, a damage 60 and a healing 60. Yeah. So you get, have one of the three, the trifecta here. Yeah, I read it like twice because the first time I read it, I was like, oh, I got it. I have, I have three healers up to three. I was like, wait, no. Let's not have all three of my healers up. That's one of each category. Mm-hmm. Which is another reinforcement that that Holy Trinity isn't going anywhere. Holy Trinity's not going anywhere. <laughs> I There is also the other requirements where you mm-hmm. can have either Disciple of Hand, or not either, sorry, one of both Disciple of Hand and Land at 60, and then a certain amount of collectibles done on each. But... Yeah, I think it's really cool that they've set up such a stringent requirement for the mentor system, and that way you you know you really get players who know their stuff at this point, or should know their stuff going into it. Oh, it's going to be abused awfully, but this is really helping. At least, you know, you have to have a thousand dungeons or trials, and that sounds like a lot, but honestly, we're probably all there. Uh, Three hundred or more commendations. So again, old Magitech. Yeah, we're there. Uh, I don't think I can mentor for the Disciples of Hand and Land because I honestly have not done the collectibles, right? Yeah, I think I'm mm-hmm. there on those. Um, but yeah, collectibles. But I think once you get into the collectibles, it doesn't take forever. Like, it, for example, Yelta, you're probably doing it with fishing all the time when you're having to get the blue fish for um. I, you know, I might, I might be there. I know I have the hundred for crafting because I leveled, I have all sixties for uh, crafters, and I did the blue collectibles. So I'm hoping those those count. I think the blue ones will count. And three hundred gathering collectibles, which if I haven't done them, I could probably beat them out really fast. So the one thing that irks me about this is like, obviously you can check your, well, I don't even know, can you? Um, my my question is, how can you check now before the patch is out? Whether or not you have these, is there an achievement? I for believe these are all achievements. Yes. Are they all achievements? Yeah, I'm hoping I, I, they're achievements. collectibles is indeed an achievement because it's. I forget the name of it, but I hit it every now and again. I'll see the achievement pop up, like you know. And um, so these, I, I believe these are all based on achievements. I think the thousand dungeons or trials that that might be one that I'm not sure about. The three hundred commendations, of course, is. You can easily tell if you've got one. They've got to be based on something or you wouldn't have a a measurement stick. They have to be counting it now or else they would have to start the count over in January or February. So they've got to be counted somewhere now. Uh, That's a good point. Right. Hopefully we can see that because I think this is a great opportunity to be like, you know, you guys are saying, I got to get that tank up or I got to, you know, go gather more things. And that's, you know, I like how this live letter is already making us want to play the game now. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Right now, the live letter is like, oh, man, I need to log in and do this, this and this because I want to be ready. All right. We're also getting a new chat channel for mentors and beginners. So I don't know. if We have no idea. It's, it's for those two types of players. And you can invite new people to the channel. There will be a mental roulette as well to match you with mentors. And there are no tombstone rewards. Achievements and glamour come from the roulette. And everything except for raids will be in the roulette. So hopefully you can then perhaps queue up for, I want to run my Praetorium as a, you know, newbie and let mentors fill it out and let you watch those fucking cutscenes. Exactly. This is the only part of this that I still like the the crystal balls a bit cloudy because I don't really get the chat channel thing or how you invite people to the chat. I'm waiting for I'm waiting to hear more about that and if how this will not be abused in some way or how mentors How do we keep the gill sellers out? Yeah, and they did say something about making it where you could keep gill sellers out like you would be able to invite people yourself so you could avoid that, but I, it's still it's still a little cloudy on my mind the I'm looking for the loopholes already. I don't know why I'm so skeptical about that part. I think the overall thing is cool. It's just the chat thing. I'm just a little. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, well, who who invites the first people, and then how do the newbies know to get invited, or are they automatically there because they have a sprout? I know. How do, I don't know. I know. Kariri was worried about like troll mentors, and that mm -hmm. could definitely be a thing if you queue up for the roulette. But I would think if you reported a mentor as a troll, they would just take their mentor status away permanently and be like nope nope you're an asshole to a new guy you're out i, I actually I'm... go ahead oh sorry the, the thing i'm curious about is with this roulette you know i think it's obviously you're gonna have people who are gonna want to go into this just because they like being a mentor and just because they want to give back to the community but what do you guys think about the balancing of rewards and compensation to the roulette like there's not going to be tombstones they said there's gonna be glamours and stuff but you know how do you balance that to make sure it's incentivized and people want well, to and go I, in there i think they're really not going to part of me thinks that they're gonna try okay there's gonna be a few rewards for mentoring but really this i'm i think they're saying we want you to donate an hour of your time a week so it's just free i can be like i want to help i feel like helping someone out I do that now on the party finder, but yeah, if if seeing if they incentivize it too much, you're gonna get those people who are like, I don't care about fucking newbies. I just want my gold Magitek or whatever. Right. So I I think maybe they specifically said there's not gonna be that many rewards. So yeah, you're kind of split between those people who I just want to help someone out, or I I just want my stuff. Well, maybe they'll just make a long-term reward, like a mount for helping a, you know, help a thousand noobs get a mount, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and, and when you leave an instance, will there be something different than a commendation, maybe? Could be like, did this mentor help you, yes or no? Double. Right? Yeah, that, you know, like right? like a mentor something? rank? I would be, yeah. just, just for personal satisfaction, going in there and getting like a mentor rank. It's like, oh, I want to be the best mentor ever. That'd be kind of neat. I want to be the very best, the best there ever was. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> to, to train the noobs is my test. Oh. No, to, to catch the noobs is my test. To train them is my cause. You're killing me. All right. Also, we're getting a primal. 
Containment Bay S1T7 and an extreme mode. It's Separat the Fiend. They showed us a preview. Uh, they, there's some video of uh, Yoshi P trying to run out of it. We, we, we <laughs> Scared have another... little bitch. He was hanging <laughs> out on the edge. He's sitting by himself. Well, okay. Again, we have another freaking circle, but yeah. whatever. Uh, it's not part of the main story. It's a side story. So, oh, and it's also not a side story. The normal difficulty primal will be part of the main quest scenario. Honestly, I'm kind of in favor of this. This this whole, this last patch where nothing was group orientated really bothered me. Yes, it felt flat. Tell me what happened in it. You're like, um, uh, I don't remember because you don't remember the fight. I think somebody got stabbed, but I was, there was... I actually enjoyed the fight, the solo fight, but I thought in, in addition to that, there could have been something else. I also understand their desire not to pepper the entire storyline with group stuff. So, you know, I I took the day off and I've cleared all this stuff and, and Ruby logs in and he had to work. So now he can't run anything with me. Mm. I understand that. Yeah, this looks neat. Um, Not to be confused with Sephiroth. Obviously, because this is not content from seven. This is from six. We're going back to the lore of the Warring Triad, and this is the low tier of the Warring Triad. If you've played Final Fantasy VI, the last encounters in that game, you fight the Warring Triad, and you've got a Sephiroth. Um, if you're a fan of um, State of the Realm, Mr. Happy's uh, stream, he has been talking about this for the last three weeks, um, predicting that this is... The content that was coming out, so bullseye on that one. Um, we and this is that big purple dude that they showed us previously <laughs> yeah. with all the arms that we weren't quite sure what uh, what this was going to be. So I'm pretty excited to get another primal. They showed some gear from the primal. Um, this some some swords, There's weapons, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, or weapons. They also showed us some Alexander gear. I, I don't remember which string of screenshots, but. There was some actually pretty nice looking gear and some kind of questionable gear, but mostly it was nice gear in this. This uh... still that black and gold theme. Yeah, but I don't know what else you would do. No, and there's not a whole lot else you could do for it. All right, some other changes. Diadem's getting some changes. They're going to reduce the time limits, and they're going to reduce it based on difficulty. Easy. Okay, so right now they're all 90 minutes, right? Right. So easy is going to 30 minutes, normal is going to 45 minutes, and hard is 60. I approve. I actually approve, too. Uh, there's a 30-minute minimum before re-entering. So basically, if you queue up, queue up and finish an easy, you can go right back in. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, they are changing the Aether Currents. Uh, easy only has one current now. Normal only has two, and hard has three. I think that's okay. I think that's I, okay, too. I, I think I mean, it's if okay. If you only have 30 minutes to be in there, you don't really need to spend I don't 5 to 10 minutes dying and getting back up to try to get these these currents. I mean, you're the, let's get the deal done. Let's go. It was kind of a stupid mechanic to begin with, so let's get the deal done so we can go on with the actual stuff. And I like this time change because, hey, we worked really hard at my free company to build airships, and I would like that hard mode gives me an extended time period of being in there, which also kind of lines up, not exactly, but it kind of lines up with our thoughts when we thought this content was going to be like Dynamis. 
where we would have time, not time extensions because we don't have that, but time yeah. limits based on the type of content that we're in. So here's a little bit of structure, which is what we asked for, just a little bit more structure that goes with it to make the content a little more more fun and engaging. Well, and we know that more more adjustments are coming. They said this is just some, the more is coming next after this patch. Well, and what I what I like about this as well is that easy and normal, it's with such a small time frame, and because of the way the drops are already distributed in there, I don't know how much you can really do for your battle classes with 30 minutes in easy mode. You know, I don't think, I think you'd be, I'd be surprised to see one gold chest in 30 minutes in easy mode. That would be like, wow, what a, what a nice find. But this does, I think, make it really viable for crafters and gatherers Bingo. to go in and say, Let's get mm-hmm. some uh, some, cra- some gathering time done. Yeah, e- even if like two or three of us want to be like, let's go do normal and get two currents. Because if you go into as crafters, you're like, I just want to get to the, the fishing right now. I yep. need my leather. Uh, they're also adjusting the tombstone rewards. I'm assuming down because of less time. They they seemed really worried about us farming tombstones too fast doing this. So. Yeah. Uh, the group that spawns the fresh tracks is going to get a bonus. I, I like that because I feel like there have been times where my group has spawned the fresh tracks and not gotten credit. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a filter feature. Thank God. When Somebody uh, del- from Kariri. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so when you're s- delivering items to the spoil vendor, that will prevent you from giving equipped gear. Now, mind you, if that's what it means... If you're not wearing it, you can still give it up. So if I'm on my black mage, I can still accidentally sell. I my hope best this means gear set. Well, gear set or armory chest. Why can't we just say if it's in my fucking armory chest, I don't want it to be sold? Wait, is that I'm because the the thing I'm looking at right now just says uh, a filter feature will be added, but it didn't say equipped. Where is that on the? It's on Marcos. It's in Marcos. Yeah. But I don't know if the Q&A actually has that part as well. Yeah, because um, I think that was already a feature. Was it not or no? Because mm, can you turn you could... something in that you're currently if wearing? If you're currently wearing it, no. It was if you had like switched classes so maybe you could pick up gear for something else and you, you had it on. Because I have, I have Summoner and I have White Mage that I, I both have that gear on or a healer. And so if I'm on my Summoner in the Diadem, Diadem, um, I could accidentally sell my healer stuff. So I really hope this is, is translated as gear sets. Gear, I, I yeah, think gear that's sets what it's going be. at. Because as far as I know, you can't turn in something that you're already wearing. But yeah, you could turn in something from another gear set. I don't know. They just need to change it to be like what they I'm need, turning in. Yeah, stuff they need to make company, it like every what the fuck? freaking thing else in this game. I don't, like, I'm not a programmer. I'm not going to begin to claim to know how to do these things, <laughs> but... I'm just going to throw this out there. Copy and paste is a function, guys. Like, can we not copy and paste some code it, over it, from It the sounds like a couple company? of if-then statements. If it's yeah. in my, if I'm equipping it, then don't let me sell well, it. Or you build a certain zone with a certain design style. Like, why the... I, I'm not going to get us derailed. I know we're, we're getting long on time. But why the, the um, alliances 
don't work in this content. I mean, you have a oh. certain field. Yes. You know, I don't know how they stretch the parameters and say it's this many pixels by this many pixels or whatever. But wouldn't you think that they would have this type of field, this type of field, this type of field, and this type of field allows for alliances, and this type of field does not allow for alliances. And we make the overworld where maybe it doesn't allow for alliances, but we make this instanced content because, let's be honest, this really is instanced content to some degree. Mm -hmm. No, uh, it is. It is. So why not make it alliances? Okay, off my soapbox. <laughs> Honestly, just fucking fix alliances. They should just work. If I can find 24 fucking people who want to pick daisies in a field, I should be able to see all of them on the map. All right, we're also getting some adjustments to the crafter and gatherer. We're getting new recipes, new gear that can be used to cha to challenge raids. The materials are not as hard to obtain. Uh, we are finally getting that high elegant crafting yes. gear that can be got dyed. And it sounds like that items, I'm assuming, to craft it come from the old coil. I so like you're not this. just Yeah, so you're not just gonna be able to like dye your existing high allegan. It's gonna be some other high allegan. Which I wouldn't have minded like. that either, but that I would have been fine with me, but, but this is okay yeah. if you go back and you make like the uh the attestment or attunement or whatever those things were called. Um, there, there were craftable items that you could change your um, AF1 stuff to uh, to uh, dyeable. So I'm looking forward to this. I, I read this and my heart sank and then immediately soared again because, Ruby, when we went back into Second Coil and we were farming all that stuff, we were talking about this, and we I think we both said, like, if they make it to where I can just craft it up and it's dyeable, and it has nothing to do with second coil. I'm going to be so pissed. Exactly. And so this idea of blueprints going back, you know, they haven't said where it comes from, but I think it's pretty clear it's going to be in the coils somehow. Maybe you're desynthing second coil gear or something. Hey, Who knows? I'm all about it. Got that well, desynth ready to go. And that, that whole blueprints thing, that sounds like crafting recipes that are droppable items or something, tradable mm -hmm. items, right? I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to that. If I if I can get a you know a, a blueprint for something that other people don't have, maybe I can make a little money until everyone has Stimulate it. Stimulate the economy. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give give me a reason to run stuff, or even selling blueprints. What if you could sell the blueprints themselves? I have no interest in Not crafting. Not everybody can craft, but you you'll the incentive has to be fair for everybody. If you can't craft. Go in there and farm it to sell it. If you can craft, go in there and farm it to craft it. If you want the glamour, go in there and farm it for the glamour. Have you beaten Second Coil? No, actually I haven't. Well, let's go in together. There's lots of good incentive for going in. All right, and they also mentioned we're getting a whole bunch of new recipes. We're getting new items that can be bought with the red scripts. That will be two days after 3.2s. Is, I'm assuming, is, that, is the 23rd, is that on a, a Thursday? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so okay, the that's Thursday on a Tuesday, so the Thursday's the, 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 yeah, okay. So yay, I, I still have to get on the whole red script train. Ugh. I right, do too, Tom. don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, tombstones, uh, the elegant tombstones, the new one will be lore, or folklore, we're not sure. Uh, soldier is going to be booted entirely. Law will be made unavailable. Esoterics are going to be uncapped. And lore is the new unca uh, the new capped tombstone. Law can be turned into esoterics at that point. So, Does this also mean our relic items are going to be cheaper to buy or something? Now? I don't know. They, they, always, 
they usually seem to do that. They, they whatever, if you had a rarer currency that's made less rare than they actually, it sometimes adjust prices and stuff. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, so new tombstones. Uh, it's kind of funny. It was kind of adorable, actually. I was on Reddit or something, and someone's like trying to figure out how this is going to work because they've never been through the tombstone conversion before. And I'm like, oh, baby, we've been through this like five times now. <laughs> uh, they're leaving. What are they leaving? They're leaving poetics. What's the first one you get at 50? Because they're leaving that one alone just because it's used at so, 50. So soldiery was still around, but you couldn't use it, as I recall. You could, you could only. Poetic. Yeah was the one that you could actually spend things on. And they say they're leaving that one because they need some kind of level 50 tome economy. So that's And that totally uh, makes sense, yeah. Well, Poetics is the one that we spend on that other item. So I guess that won't change for Poetics. But Law will be the one that changes. Yeah, okay. yep. All right, we've got a handful of quality of life, uh, oh, sword and shield this. items. Okay, this is one of those why the fuck wasn't it here day one. Sword and shield will always drop at yes, the same time. Yes, come on, yes. Uh, gatherers can still finish their gather or do their gather when the participation window. So if I've queued up to run something and the box pops up, I can no longer gather the item I've been standing for an hour to gather and it would only take 10 seconds they're going to fix that. So I can do my gather, switch my class, and then go into the whatever the content. Decent does that too, and I hope they oh fix that at God. some point. Yes, that would be nice too. Decent. I, or f even finishing a teleport. It's like I'm 90% done with the teleport, but the thing comes up. I can no longer teleport. And what what is the cool? Is it 60 seconds? How long is it that first come up? I can't remember. Before you actually hit OK and you get zoned in. I think it's 45 seconds. Yeah, I feel like if I had if I'm like at 45 seconds and whatever I'm doing would only take 10 seconds, I should be able to do it. But whatever. Yeah, um, but then you've got those PS3s that, you know, it takes <laughs> you 2 minutes to zone in. Oh my god, they should just burn in a fire. 4.0. Look, please look forward to it. <laughs> all right, they're going to change it so all roulettes are going to be possible to enter into with a party. Uh, except for mental roulette, which that makes sense because, sure. yeah, they're going to add a new tab for teleport history. So you can see your most recent, it's gonna be, I'm assuming like the crafted history. It's going to show what you most recently went to. They're going to add new features for the idling group camera. They're going to change some hotbar things. The recast animation is going to be improved. Uh, there's going to be a setting to display recast time on the hotbars finally. We're going to finally get the bell to let you summon the esthetician in your I'm assuming like your house. We're getting a furnishing die preview. Thank God. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna get to just basically sell to NPC from our retainers. I think that's that's gonna be nice. I can just right click and be like sell, and we're gonna get some sort of you know other adjustments to the UI. They did show some new furnishing, some no tomb tombstone gear. Yes. Blah, okay. Blah. Can we talk about the tombstone gear real quick? Yeah. Uh, that tombstone gear. Um, I think I got a, a link on that here and they showed us the Ifrit gear, which was on monk. And they showed us the Levite gear, which was on a ninja. And there's been a lot of speculation. Well, okay. These are going with the classes. So you've got mm -hmm. like maiming and striking and what's this one going to be. And there's been some breakdown. I wrote it on a, 
on a tissue paper that's in the living room, so I can't get it now. <laughs> and about like what? So these are primal gears. What what classes are they going to go with? And people said, well, Ramu probably is like caster, which that would be cool, and and these others. And then it's like you kind of one. There's an odd man left standing because you've got maiming, striking, uh, aiming, fending. Um, there's one more that's a me- the melee one. What's the dragoon one? Uh, or um, or maybe it's the ninja uh, one I'm not thinking I of. I got scouting, them all I think. scouting, and that's actually the ninja one. This is the scouting one. And um, and then you've got healing and casting. And so you really end up with seven. You've got seven there. So who's your seventh primal? And this is what I'm afraid of. Because <laughs> people are like, well, healer will probably be Shiva. But you know, what's that? No, no, no. What I think is going to happen is healer's going to end up being stinking Moggle Mog. <laughs> I'm going to get stuck like with pink, fuck. with purple and white gear again for another patch because I got purple and white oh gear out of the, uh, the the Void Arc. I'm going to get stuck with purple and white gear again for healer where every other class gets some badass, uh, uh, badass we, gear. We, we need a couple of sets that are like... Everyone is fucking pastels except for the healer. It's like badass, <laughs> cutting edge, like hardcore Please. colors with straight lines. You can cut yourself just looking at I it. Got ex- I got excited thinking it might be Shiva because I was like, oh, I got a diamond oh, yeah. cane. You know, I got the glamour or if it was Ramu. Oh, yeah, I've got I've got that. I can work with that. And I was like, wait, no, I'm, maybe it's Odin. Maybe they'll surprise so me and make it Odin. What, what I'm willing to bet. Is that Odin won't make an appearance in this because we already have, have Odin. Odin gear, yeah. But what I wouldn't be surprised to see, just based off popularity, is like we we do see that we've got you know the elemental primals coming in. Wouldn't be surprised if like Tank, for example, was Ramu. Or not, I'm sorry, not Ramu. Ravana, the other R primal. Oh, um, if Tank was Ravana, because Ravana's got that awesome like warrior stance thing going on or you know maybe healer would be bismarck which would be more white stuff i was gonna say so we piss on bismarck again we do all of the prime (laughs) yeah really but bismarck yeah but they have some options odin would be cool but i i think they're gonna stay away from odin me too um but you know what i'm a little bit surprised about is how they because i think this was something that was very much requested from players it's like hey we've got we've got weapons Odin's got some armor. What about some other armor for other jobs? And this is and this is their response to that. My thing, though, from a from purely a glamour perspective, is you know, okay, so you've typecast each job with each element. Like, what if you know, I see that monk is Ifrit, uh, ninja is Leviathan. What if I wanted to have a Leviathan themed black mage, right? Or Leviathan themed ranger, right? So you're kind of limiting that. And just from a design perspective, I'm looking at this monk. And maybe it's because it's an Ara with the spiky hair or something. But this just looks so cartoonish to me. <laughs> yeah. This, like, it, it, you know, like, I do like those fists, though. It's a pretty cool fist. I personally but... think you miss a boat here by not making this as some kind of item that drops within those primals themselves. Like, you don't yep. make this some kind of gear that drops within the primal content and make it accessible to more people instead of, because this is tombstone gear. Yep. And, um, yeah, there's not a really a variety for other people to say, like, I want to dress my white mage in Leviathan gear. Well, it's, I think this would have been happen. a really good opportunity to, yeah, have some more, you know, you want to incorporate crafting more? Okay, make a new droppable item from primals, put in crafting recipes for various jobs and their new primal sets or something. 
boom. Or, you know, and I think that's kind of what people were expecting, because I don't think they expected this to appear in their tomes. Mm. But I have to say, as a ninja, I am kind of liking that Leviathan ninja set. So so what do we got going on next? We have some 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 new furnishings as well. We've got what looks like a T-Rex skeleton. Okay, that looks badass. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of this. This this gets me hot under the collar. It makes well, it, rem- it makes me think of Animal Crossing collecting the fossils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, sure. doesn't it? It looks exactly like that because that T Rex skeleton almost you can see the platforms look like they break into three pieces, just like Animal Animal Crossing. So yeah, I'm and and what is that next to that? Is that a Sahagin or a scuba diving? I don't gear? know who that is. I'm looking. It looks like one of those old school scuba suits, you know. Like from the Bioshock type scuba oh, suit. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. After a Sahagin. He, he has the stance of a Sahagin. I just don't quite know what that is. That or the same stance as one of those uh, Mammal Jaws or something out there. Yeah, or I like thought it was a Mammal Jaw. What, what, what is it that's in um, Wanderer's Palace? Oh, yeah, that's the Mammal Jaw. Yeah, that's what it makes me think of. I like that. And I can't, I can't tell if that's like a suit or is that like a taxidermied. <laughs> it looks taxidermy. It's corpse. We're adventurers. We don't fuck around. Wish it was a mannequin. That would be. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, I gotta go up to something because I, I want to hear uh-huh. Yelta on this. Uh-huh. Um, did you see the part where Yoshida was messing with his black mage? Uh huh. Did you, you s- talking the uh or the uh twelve second? Yeah. Did you see that asked- little increase on the time? Yeah. How yeah. do you feel well, about that? Well, some people are like, what the fuck? Who cares? It's two seconds. And I'm like, two seconds is everything. Two seconds is dodging an AOE and then being able to get that fourth fire four out. Yeah. I, I just now, mind you, I I do not support the people who whine. Oh, my God. And Okian falls off and I can't manage my stacks and you know, or my, you know, buffs. But. I feel they've already increased Anokin once, so if they just do a little bit of an increase to the uh, astral or you know whatever umbral stack or yeah. umbral, yeah, whatever it is, if they if they just increase that a tiny bit, two seconds would make me swear a lot less in everything. Where I'd be like, "Fuck, I had to move a little bit out of an AOE, and now I can't do anything. I'm fucked." Well, we read that letter about the intolerable acts of King Yoshida, and I think a lot of other people have read that too. And one of the points was um, that tight DPS window where you miss that one thing, and you're like, "Fuck my life, flip tables, mm-hmm. etc." And this is one nice thing for black mages who have to have to be rooted or in that circle or whatever you've got to do to make it count. It, it never fails, right? You know, as soon as you well, gear up, when, you get ready to go, then the AOE is right on top. You of know, you. When, I, when I look at that parser, I don't actually run. You can definitely tell when I've gotten lucky versus unlucky for being targeted by some AOE or something. It's it's a drastic there. It's that whole RNG, a total drastic fuck you kind of thing yeah i could run unscathed but i could take a second and a half move and then still get to recast my spell some real damage mm-hmm. oh what All else right. yeah where are we at I, they showed the aorzia collection at that part but it's the same all same all so i think we it can skip through that well- Honest and and honestly, I had to watch it twice and then double check that I was looking at the right date because some of the gear oh, I swear looks eighty percent of, of yeah. what they showed was the same also. The only things that were different, they showed like the little flying beetle mount thing, and then they showed uh, some of the stuff that was in uh, Midas. 
Um, and that's really kind of all I got out of it. Some of the pieces looked really nice. A couple of the pieces looked fairly unique. Um, but no, overall, n- nothing that was like, oh my God, I have to have it. So I don't know. I think the tanks might have gotten a couple pieces that looked um, really awesome to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Then they did talk about the title of the patch, uh, which I've already forgotten. Something about Gears. Gears of Change. <laughs> Gears of Change. Uh, apparently, Menphilia is shown in the patch art. So she's either dead or coming back, probably, right? Okay, so quickly <laughs> on this patch art. So we have, you know, like a barefoot Menphilia in white dress running across. And then there's like a blue kind of teardrop that almost makes me think of a uh, silver tear falls like the way the structure and the dragon kind of stuff but i could also be tempted into saying maybe the life stream and there's mm-hmm. just a bunch of just wiggly stuff either dragon tails or claws <laughs> or tentacles. tentacles i don't know what's minfilia's into uh, she looks kind of slutty right she, here well, well she kind of gets captured constantly so maybe the tentacles are intended i don't know so my take on this is that and first off i notice what i think is really weird about this right is you look at her dress and you're like okay she's got some sort of like wispy ethereal dress thingy cool whatever and then you look a little closer and i'm pretty sure that's the um what is what is that that like first glamour dress that came out in like 2.2 with the little stockings and everything it's what is it hmm help me help me out yelta you got one of those um is it the spring dress I can't, I can't find the art. A spring dress then, huh? Okay. Someone yeah, anyway. I just, I thought it was funny that it was kind of something we already have. But um, I, my take on the um, the blue background, right? Is I I think that's Heidelin. I think that's Heidelin. And the last time we saw Minfilia, she's talking about, you know, oh, Heidelin, I can hear you again. And then, she, you know, she goes off and does, does her she thing. disappeared, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's looking like she might be, I can't really tell if that's her arm or not. But it looks like she might be, you know, snatched up with these tentacles. I'm wondering if she's like somehow trapped in Heidelin's realm. If that's oh, you think she's here. pulling like a Tiamat or something? She's like frozen or chained up or or I don't know. I I think she might have been because obviously, you know, the last we saw Menphilia along with the other characters in that scenario, it was like you're trapped, you're crushed, you're stuck in a tunnel or something. So either you teleported out like the rest of them we've seen, or you're, you know in a different plane of existence, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And with that contact with Heidelin, we might be seeing Minfilia, you know, actually being in Heidelin's realm now. Uh, God, I'm getting like a Lassie vibe or something, too. Yeah, like yeah a little bit. Crystallized, you know? Yeah. And I have to say, like, I as soon as I saw that title, I had to chuckle a little bit. I was like, the gears of change change yoshida really is that is that what's is this, is this are you trying to oh you mean the patch that has everything basically yeah. copy pasted for the last two years sure <laughs> yeah exactly sure. i was kind of like oh boy i was getting a queen's reich feel i was like winds of change <laughs> <laughs> i see what you mean though yeah very interesting i do look forward to it um let's see uh, so not just minfili is going to change other situations will change as well I know they talked quite a bit about how it's still Ishgard not dealing well with the whole dragon revelations and the history and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's what they were referencing more with yeah. the change. Well, there oh, there's always the- double meanings to all this stuff. There's always a you know before the fall was before the fall of the uh, uh, 
old Daw, and bef- but before the, also the fall of the um, Scions. And so there's there's always a double meaning behind it. And I wouldn't change Gears of Change is is Alexander, but also maybe a change to how the Scions is operated. Yep. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I think is that about it. Is that, well, that brings us to lore. That's where Koji lore. Fox. Yeah, Koji Fox kind of took over at this spot, and I kind of didn't know quite what was going on. There was just a hodgepodge of stuff that was happening there at the end, where I saw them pitching soundtracks and talking mm-hmm. about a little bit of Hildebrand. Are we're expected to see Hildebrand? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's what I understood. And then they showed like the cute little stuffed Hildebrand and cute shit. little, yeah, cute. Because that had a creepy-ass face to me. Oh, see, it was cute to me, but okay. <laughs> well, I, it was creepy cute. Like, it would grow on me, but it would still be something like I would... I could have him, like, pop up behind a corner, and I'd be like, what, what, who the fuck oh, are fuck. you? Yeah. So what did you guys think of these these lore questions? <sighs> I don't know. Tell me about it, because I really... Tell this me. is the I part where I... I, 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 like, faded yeah. out at that point. I lost consciousness. So, so I... I was looking over these i have to say like one there's only about five of them and being uh maybe six i don't know but being that this was the part where we got to submit our questions and then to only see like six of them pop up yeah was but little... did you just see did you see the bullshit people submitted it was like yeah i did i did inventory <laughs> space and other stuff they're like what part of yeah. lore don't you fucking understand now koji fox did have a post on the forums recently where he's he posted in that thread and said guys this is great now unfortunately we don't have enough time to answer all all of these questions, but he said, you know, I've been busy, but I've got a, a little bit of downtime coming up. I am going to make a concerted effort to get in there and answer more of these questions because you guys have some really good ones. Well, aren't we getting a but, lore book? Didn't they say uh, we're getting some so. kind of lore I think there's book? some sort of lore book. I was yeah, woken I up that. to that this up morning up by Cinna. I said, I went, uh, hey, what happened to those patch notes? Uh, I don't know. I got to go to work. Something about a lore book. Bye. And I was like, oh, okay. So a lore book. Great. So I'm hoping that was a real thing that maybe there is a, a an English uh, hard and not maybe not a hardback cover, but something that has the lore of Eorzea in it. And maybe he can answer some of these questions that have been accumulating on his desk. I need that on my table. But yeah, as for these as for these actual questions, I was a little disappointed. Got some interesting ones. Somebody asked, what does the Garlean third eye serve? What, what's the purpose there? And he says, well, you know, it actually allows them to, like, know their surroundings a bit better. I don't think you're seeing through it, but it's given them some extra info. And because of this, uh, Garleans are better at mechanical advanced arms and airships. So that's kind of neat. There's a couple of questions about how does the localization process work? Um, you know, like, what are their kind of rules for translating some things? And I guess I think something we've all kind of known, he goes over, is that if it's something that the players, like we the players, see outside of the game, such as achievements, then they're allowed to like make as many puns as they want. Yeah, or like, like fate, fate, fate names, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but something that a character would see, as in like actual in-game text or you know, equipment names or whatever, if the character would actually see it, it has to be the lore according to Eorzea. So you won't find any real puns in that. So it's interesting kind of knowing how they separate it. But uh, I think overall, like, I felt kind of like he was dodging the questions a little bit, um, which is weird considering I assume he actually picked them. But, for example, one of the questions is, I've heard of, like, the Tempered from Leviathan are called Drowned. Are there any other names given to those Tempered by other primals? 
And so he goes into saying, you know, well, originally we, we wanted to just call them believers, but that didn't sound like meaningful enough. So we came up with tempered. And if you recall, the first primal was ifrit. So tempered became the word, but tempered refers to something that's made with fire. So they felt Hardened like by heat. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they felt like it wouldn't ha- it wouldn't fit with Leviathan. Right. So they had to come up with a different name. That's where drowned comes from. And then he says the English names used for other primals are all different. But he fails to say what they were. So yeah. he kind of. Well, I don't know if he dodged them or got distracted. I have a feeling that he gets. I, I have a feeling that he wants to answer the core of the question, but doesn't maybe answer the actual question. I, yeah. I like it. I like his discussion. And in <laughs> fact, the whole tempered versus drowned thing was instantly recognizable to me when I played the game. So yeah. I think I think he's doing his job right. But yeah, no, he he did not answer the question about what do they call all the people who are tempered or yeah, influenced cause, cause by that god. Yeah, I was I was really interested to hear what like oh I wonder what they what do they call the people give who me like the, give me the list or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I want I want the list and it's not there and I yeah I don't think that's so either the list thing. doesn't exist it wasn't necessary so they haven't created it or mm-hmm. some other reason and I will say like. This portion of the show was very brief compared to the rest. It did, yeah, I think very shoved at the end. And this was right after they had a lot of sound problems around Mm. this part in the show because, like, the audio for the Eorzea collection didn't work. So maybe he was on his heels at this point, too. Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I I think Coach Fox is great. And I think if he he had the option to answer all these questions, he'd probably sit over a beer and just answer like as many questions as you'd want. And I think that's why he's going to spend the next week answering some of those questions on the forums because he knows we are, many of us are interested in the lore of the world and they just did not have the time and or resources or desire, I don't know what, to do it during the live letter. So he he knows we want to know these things and I'm hoping he'll share what he can. And he's also encumbered by the fact he can't spoil stuff for us or tell us stuff that they actually, he's like, well, I... I have this feeling like there's all this ideas they had, but didn't actually come to be in the storyline and they might want to use it later. So there's a lot of stuff he can't tell us because it would be spoilers possibly or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, yeah, that was the, the lore section short and sweet. I do love watching him. I I was watching the, uh, the, um, or the test stream. Did you guys watch the test stream? No, just a tad. Oh, it was, it was pretty funny. They just are, they're so funny. And there's a, it was funny and lots of advertisements, which was funny. Here's our books and here's our stuff. Uh, oh, and at one point, I don't remember which one it was. They actually showed a uh, screenshot of the, that whole Dragon Quest Builders thing. Yes, they did. And they had the piazzas. Well, did you well, see that? The piazzas? No. Oh, keep talking then. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, you tell me. No, I I, I just kind of squeed and I'm like, oh, because I, I actually thank you. Whoever on my Twitter feed said, here's how to. I think that was Sagicite, maybe. It was a Sagicite or I know there are people on my Twitter stream that were like, uh, here's how you go ahead and do a PSN count. Go ahead and say it's in Japan. 
I had to totally Google Nova an Crystal area code in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're like, and then somebody's like, okay, so I got my account made, and I'm like, well, okay, I can get to the PSN network. I can go out and be like, I want to download stuff, but I'm like, I can't read Japanese. How do I even fucking find the Dragon Quest <laughs> demo? <laughs> well, this one. Go ahead. Well, there was a screenshot, and I managed to download it, and it's cute, and I hope it makes its way to us because I would play it. For oh, sure. God, me too. Oh, it's just so to listen great. to the music. It's so oh my God. And the sound effects are like spell sound effects and to be like killing slimes. And it's, it's, it takes me back to like being like, I don't know, 10 years old playing Dragon Quest 1. Well, at the end of the video, they showed some clips from Dragon Quest builders where people had created piazzas, you know, like Minecraft style. They built these either on the ground or as structures. Uh, oh. piazzas and we're showcasing a couple of them so they were super cute so that was that was neat but it, you just also reminded me that there's going to be some ps2 uh, pso2 crossover event where um final fantasy 14's relics will be in the pso2 now this is japan only we don't have access to it pso2 is not released for english um but there is a uh, for the Japanese the PSO2 will have uh, Final Fantasy 14 relics in it. I don't know the timetable. I don't know anything about it, but I saw some pictures of it. So there's obviously some more crossovers that's going on um, overseas, and it's kind of neat to see Final Fantasy 14 crossover into all these other games. Oh, for sure, because we we get crossover events in in 14, so it's nice to see that we get featured in other games. I say we like I have you know anything to do with it but <laughs> all right so we we do have uh, a developer's blog we have monkeying around at the orzea cafe eorzea cafe uh, there's quite a few screenshots basically they uh have undergone a heaven's turn transformation by decorating the cafe Ooh. and having special menu items the moogles oh my god i so do you know the Moogle in one of the opening cutscenes of the game where they're like drinking bottles? Oh, drunk of ass wine? Moogle. Yeah, yeah, drunk, yeah. I I want I want a little statuette the of the Gridonian one, I think, is the drunk. I think so. I think you're right. I need more drunk ass Moogles. These are cute. So there's awesome decorations, delicious looking food and beverages. And anyone who visits the cafe before the end of January, which is today, so yo. But um there's New Year's goodies for you. There's a, a fortune that will reveal how 2016 will turn out. And they show us Yoshi P's uh, New Year's card. It's him on Kirin as a machinist with a piazza on his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh, and they had this whole thing where they can, like, uh, write your wish and put it up oh. on this. Uh, yeah. So there's, like... When some of them have like little drawings and art and stuff, it's really adorable. Uh, oh, there's Harashifan. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. A piazza, of course. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I like that a lot. I thought it was like it's really festive looking. Like they they did a really good job with the decorations. Mm, I heard they just uh, or said on the stream they leveled up to level six. Yeah, they have a lot of promotions with um with the Eorzea Cafe where like the more I guess. I don't know how they judge it. I guess it's customers or it's something. More customers. Every they hit 50,000 customers, so that got them to level six. Oh. Yeah, and they, they expand whenever they hit these milestones with like new menus, new decorations. They come up with some sort of new creation. 
um, and then they put it into the, the rotation of the menus and stuff. All right, then. I think that's enough of that. Um, I, I, there's, I'm not going to discuss any forum posts or out of time. No one loves us, so we have no listener questions. And Ben, <laughs> no, people love us. Now, uh, do our- urge listeners to check out our last episode as well. We we had a talk with Samus Rageborn, uh, Twitch streamer. So I think that was a, a really great talk that we had, and we broke down some ideas and went over the philosophy. So, you know, I know we don't have any shout outs, but I want to shout out our last week episode. I thought that was a great one, and I urge listeners to go back and take a listen to it. All right, last call. Do we have any shout-outs this week? Anything? Nothing? Crickets? Nope. Crickets. Okay. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment, please, please. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. You can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please give us a rating. All right, it's time for plugs. Um, we're going to start with a guest, of course, Zante. Zante, do you have any plug for us? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Zante underscore FFXIV. Um, so that's Z A N T E underscore FFXIV. By the way, I don't know what it is. Every time I tweet you, I get some promotional thing for zante something i don't know what it means (laughs) so i i figured it out because i have this app with my account a lot turns out that there's a place in the world called zante and it's a very nice beach resort it seems i think it's in greece and they have a bunch of twitter bots that follow me incessantly because they think i'm somehow related to this beach and they keep liking just about everything (laughs) i post up there So like, dude, I play 14. I know. And so I'm like, I've been going through and systematically blocking all of them, but it just keeps happening. They're relentless. That's hilarious. Well, and like Yelta is some sort of tugboat somewhere. It's (laughs) kind of funny. And a morning glory variety also. So. All right, uh, Ruby, any any personal plug? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. Sadly, I have discontinued my Tuesday stream for right now. I'm I'm just waiting for 3.2 to come out. Suspended, right? Suspended. suspended. It is suspended. Until... So, uh, until 3.2 where I decide to get off my ass and actually do it again. So we'll see what happens from there. But for now, I'll be uh, just playing in game, working working to uh, get ready for 3.2. All right. And you can find me, Yelta, on Twitter at YeltaSumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. I think that's all. We're we're like at two hours, guys. So oh. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.